Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, comrades, compañeros. Okay, this is one of those freebie things, right? It's one of those 20-minute, 15-minute free previews that you get, you cheap bastards. So stop being a cheap bastard. Go over and subscribe at wethefifth.substack.com because this is a preview of an episode that we do every month with you, dear listeners, who subscribe, not the rest of you freeloaders. And um, we interact with you, we talk to you, we answer your questions, and it's a whole lot of fun. So what do we talk about? Well, I can tell you what you're not going to hear here, because at the beginning, you're going to hear a bunch of, you know, us talking about politics and, I don't know, the Dominion lawsuit, probably, things like that. Uh, But what we do end up talking about, which you're not going to hear, unless you give us money, is a pretty, pretty strange variety of things from Vince Foster uh, to Prince, uh, to Cleopatra. And at the end of this episode that you really have to pay for, uh, something I thought I probably should cut from it. And it's not that I thought better of it and said, you know what, you guys deserve to hear the inner workings and machinations of this broken and weirdo brain. It's that I was kind of too lazy to cut it out. So, um, I probably should have, but, uh, you won't hear that in this little free preview because, uh, it's just a preview. We the fifth.substack.com make us happy. This is the job at this point. So without you, I am nothing. We, 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 we know of new methods of attack. Ancient swag. We yeah, it's yeah. Good. It we is wear. good. We're we're good. Put you on the map. Are you going to put that, wear that on the uh, fire gala? Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. It would look good with your black tie. I don't think so. No. Uh, you got full black tie, right? So, Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the, this is the real question. Of course, yeah. I'm wearing a bow tie, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I'm also wearing a legitimate bow tie. Like, I tie the motherfucker. I'm not a, a toddler who is you don't pay, you putting don't pay on to tie a pre-tied bow tie. Who does Lots that? Lots of people. Lots what, the, of the people. fruits of Islam? I, I mean, does it make sense to ridicule people from the stage who are wearing yeah. but pre-tied I swear to God, bow tie? Make yes, sure that's does. a red bow tie, and then you're a black Muslim. It'll be amazing. Yeah. Well, we'll have I am ties. up here talking to you as a messenger of Muhammad. All right now. It'd be fucking great. (laughs) I I still Um, think, like, come out. I'm recording locally. We're recording. You were recording the whole time. We're like wasting the gold material here. No, I mean, gold, no. It's just warming up. Just warming up. I think you should come out in black scent and then, like, people laugh. And then just keep just doing keep it. Going. Keep like, <laughs> like keep doing you sh- it. You should be black Andy Kaufman. You should just do like an Andy Kaufman bit the whole time, and just come out there. And actually, this morning, uh, Livia, my daughter, is a uh, fan of uh, Run the Jewels now. Mm. Because, oh, really? Uh, we yeah, because we watched um, uh, the one where they sample "Nice and Smooth," mm. the "Ooh La La Ah Wee Wee," which is a, it's actually a sample of Gangstar's "Dewick," mm-hmm. uh, which Greg Nice is on. Um, and if I, if I see uh, killer Mike, I'm going to complain to him that Greg nice is in the video and he's singing the Ooh, Ooh, la, la, ah, we, we, but they don't let him rap on the song at all. <laughs> and it's like, he's a, he's an OG. He's like an old dude. That's from like 1990. So anyway, I used to love that. That's song. dope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mike is, Mike is such an interesting dude. Like he's been in hip hop like for an exceptionally long time and yeah. has like this level of success that has kept him very relevant mike is sort of like your favorite rapper's rapper yeah um, exactly plenty of casual hip-hop fans perhaps don't they don't really know like who mike is but mike is definitely and i've told him this before i'm like in my top top 10 mcs maybe even top five he's like he's great 
He's a he's great, great yeah. lyricist. Um, and, and he's, he's also racially inclusive. Really level. He's racially inclusive. Yeah. Because Run the, Run the Jewels is him and some white guy from Queens. <laughs> some white I think he's from Queens. <laughs> Mike's from Atlanta, right? Uh, yeah, Atlanta. Mike is from Atlanta. Yeah. Like, I love uh, Run the Jewels reminds me of also, I always used to confuse them with Handsome Boy Modeling School. Do you remember them? Mm-hmm. Which is a ta- was taken from um, a Get a Life episode with uh, Chris Elliott, where he becomes a male model. <laughs> anyway, this is irrelevant material, but, uh, but yeah, just, Mike's great. I just want to know uh, where have been the Camille Foster invitations on Killer Mike's many like you know television programs and and stuff. Like, I mean, you, you think? Yeah, we're he's been, we're, we're not friends. Like, I mean, I know I know him, but we don't. He didn't right. like call me over or anything like that. I mean, that's it's yeah. racist for you to suspect as much, Matt Welch. I mean, you know Not him a lot true. as well as I do. Yeah, uh, I don't. Matt, they don't. I know better don't. than you do. But, <laughs> yeah, come on. but yeah, I'm not like when we're doing that handshake that you don't know how to do. It's just yeah. a matter of I'm kind not, of cultural familiarity. I'm not on the I'm not on the Slack chats <laughs> for the fire gala. No, it's really <laughs> weird because you tend to think that they all help each other. And it's yeah. like, no, those are, those are the Jews. The Jews are not the same as black that's people. True. You understand no, that? True. They don't like if each I other. I saw either of those shades of like, humanity. Camille, have you talked to Kanye recently? I mean, what did he say at the cookout? I was like, Matt, you've never been to the same cookout, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Want to have a cookout. Uh, uh, is anything God. happening in the world that we should talk about? Or uh, no? I mean, Chicago is having what toddlers Ever lo- again. Honestly, like what every the, weekend? <laughs> the greatest thing about that is I sent you that clip, and it was from a local news thing. And the Chiron, like the lower third, ha- used the word "wilding," which I haven't seen wow. since the '90s in New York. Wow! Yeah. It's like kids are wilding. It's like man, and so, it's just like te- teenagers are wilding. So anyway, but yeah, that's uh, for those of you who live in Chicago and are from Chicago. Get out. I just, I just get, yeah, get out. It's coming from inside the house. Um, I absolutely love that city and it depresses Mm. me to no end to see how broken it is because I used to go there in the nineties a lot, like late nineties. I would go there quite frequently. And I KC days you've done. Yeah. Well, I was, yeah, from KC when I was in KC, I'd go up to Chicago a lot to see shows, uh, particularly at Lounge Axe in, uh, which is a great little venue, which is close. But, um, but yeah, I love that town and i don't know maybe there's isolated bits of normalcy in, in there chicago are. There are. but I, I presume there are but it, it not just normalcy to... but excellence like yeah. some of the best restaurants i've ever been in my yeah, life yeah. Are there. yeah but it's just not talked about in the same way it used to be when you talk about chicago you know what follows is going to be something unbelievably grim in a store being burned to the ground mm. <laughs> so i so wrote a piece and i linked down our weekend thing um this oh, yeah. week uh when um, the Democratic uh, National Committee thought it would be a great idea to announce that their convention in 2024 is going to be in Chicago. 1968, guys. Uh, it's like, <laughs> it was such a, it's so facially obvious a bad idea. Like, what's it going to remind you of? What is, so like, you know, people who uh, don't want to vote for the Republicans because they don't like Donald Trump, that's going to be baked in. But what is the thing about Democrats that you don't like? It's going to be like, all the murders and how they did all the bad things with the schools and how they called you a racist and how they did this and that. All of those things, Chicago is the poster child. Every single one of them, it's a poster child. You got a lot of shit for this, didn't you? I uh, have never been so depressed, really, uh, reading uh, the reactions to a thing that I've written. So all I wrote was, basically, this is a bad choice. Um, And I pointed out that Chicago has had Democratic mayors for 93 consecutive years. There's there's 50 people in the city council. Yes. 46 are Democrats. 
zero are Republicans. Yeah, zero. <laughs> zero. Yeah, it's yeah. no, it's like one or yeah. two. It's zero. Uh, the Cook County Board of Commissioners, seventeen uh, seats, sixteen Democrats, one Republican there. Um, and uh, and this is just completely lopsided. And I'm pointing out that. All of this one-party governance, and that's really the only way that you can- <laughs> It is the only way to describe to it. To describe yeah. it, has produced what is obviously governance failures, mm-hmm. and I didn't lead with the murders. I There's didn't, a lot of those. I, yeah. I, I got to the murdering, uh, but I led with just, you've lost you know a quarter of your population since 1950. Um, that's not a small thing. That's usually mm-hmm. a sign of government failure. People who live in Illinois are the most taxed people in the country, in Chicago in particular, the most taxed- More than us? Um, yeah, um, by, be true. by, uh, it's not by a raw amount. It's by, uh, it's a, oh, by okay. per capita, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, compared to the median income. Um, and, uh, and, and just all this, uh, endemic corruption, uh, because of all the taxes and they have to chase after the taxes to back and fill the pensions, which are the worst and least funded six of the worst 10 public pension programs in the country are in Chicago or in Cook County. Six of the 10. They just don't like feed into the public pensions. It's an absolute it's, disaster. Because it's called Chirac. I wonder if Iraq has a better pension system at this point. I, <laughs> undoubtedly does. Set up set up by uh, Kellogg, Brown, and Root. So I leave with this stuff. And in the spirit of like, hey, look, this is going to be bad optics. Like It's a total own goal for Democrats, right? It just reminds yeah. independents who you're trying to, sw- to, to swing Reminds them of things they don't like about Democrats. Congratulations. Why did you do that? Um, and so Joe Walsh, right? The guy who ran for president for a hot minute yeah. in 2020. He was close. He tried to primary <laughs> got, Donald Trump. He got close. Yeah. Trump, what did what Trump call him? The, the three uh, the three Mouseketeers he called uh, Walsh and uh, Mark Sanford and Bill Weld, or the yeah, three yeah. Stooges. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> they all got absolutely cremated. Uh, there, but Walsh, as uh, uh, Michael knows, and everyone knows, but me and Michael both interviewed him pretty soon in his switch. He was a Tea Party yeah. bomb throwing congressman, Republican, who used to talk about yes. like Obama. Well, it, it, like, I, was being like I asked him that in the interview, and I'm like, so, uh, so about that Obama Muslim stuff, he's like, yeah, you know, I was just, went too uh, far. I went too far. I was like, what? Like you went to? It's not even going too far. He's a talk radio guy, uh, super emotive. And yeah. he's gone from like uh, you know saying that stuff about Obama to making the turn on Trump and calling him a full-on fascist and mm. that you know sort of he should be executed for treason. Mm. And so he's very emotional in that way. His audience now he's calmed down a lot. <laughs> follows him for that. Um, and yeah. so, but then he retweeted my thing. He's from, I, I think he's from uh, Greater uh, Illinois. He is. Yeah. Um, and uh, he retweeted and said this you know the devastating piece that Chicago has run really badly and. Several hundred, like 750, I would say, responses uh, to what I wrote. Not one of them, not one, either like said, you're wrong about this fact, because of course I wasn't, um, or uh, to, uh, hmm, you might be on to, to something. It was yeah. all like seriously blaming Republicans. It's not our fault we had a Republican governor that one time. It's not our fault Indiana has guns and they mm. send them to us and that's why everything happens. But it was more- Trump. Trump did pardon Rob Blagojevich, didn't he? <laughs> He, yeah. like, he didn't he didn't he the, the old he gov did. Uh, yeah. who was yeah. who was a democrat Every, uh, you know he's a democrat yeah. uh, i think was he serbian uh he's a serb it sounds like a serb yeah. i don't know if, where i'm going with that if I, I was trying to think if there was something racist i could say about serbs uh <laughs> all, here's the racist thing you see about serbs serbs yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Care of it. stop uh, being genocidaires <laughs> serbs <laughs> but like no one and the or the the best one was like you know okay do jackson mississippi next 
It's like, no, Jackson, Mississippi didn't, wasn't just chosen as the site. I, I had friends of mine, longtime friends of mine who were comparing me to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, Seriously? What, yep. Can oh, you um, name any of them? If, no, they're, doing it, if nice. they're doing it publicly, you can nice. name them, right? I'm being nice. Are they, are really? they friends, friends, or like friends? Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. a little on the edge and the edge is kind of slipping. Um, yeah. if we're being, yeah. if we're being honest about that, um, you I, know, it's when you lose friends over politics mm-hmm. and I'm speaking for the three of us, cause I mm-hmm. know this to be true for the three of us. It's never us. It's, it's always them. It's true. I, I'm always perfectly happy. Like you could believe really is dumb shit these days, but I don't care. No, I, I, just don't I have like, like literal crazy people who I still say that. No, I like him. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's my yeah. guy. And the shit yeah. he's saying on Twitter, I yeah. can ignore it and he yeah. can still be my guy. Even when they're off Twitter now, Camelli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who I'm talking about. That's but, my guy. I like him. I like him. I just don't in private, in private, I know them to be good people, even yeah. if their their ideas are legitimately insane. And it, and this yeah. is even true if you used to be sane and now like you're a little bit deranged. Like, I'm still you know, yeah. going to treat you and regard you the same way. But no, like, a lot of people will have these bizarre fallouts over politics and will decide that they no longer like me. In certain cases, they'll be like, I hate you, and then I'm back, and I apologize for being an asshole, and then I, don't know I who hate you're talking you again. About. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't do anything. About, I didn't even mention yeah. you in public, you know? Yeah. Even now, I'm not that's, mentioning that's you That's some sort of ideological schizophrenia. There's <laughs> also some, some people drunk tweet. Well, yeah, yeah. Some, people, some people whiskey tweet. They probably yeah. shouldn't whiskey tweet. This I, get, I get nicer when I drunk tweet. I'm like, I'm the opposite. That's true. I think, I, I think I'm you the opposite. Tweet. I'm ultra I'm the opposite Camille every when I'm drunk. D- this is what I've been yeah. told. Because I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> but I've like been told I'm spectacular. Like just really great to be around. Life of the out. party. That yeah. uh, is whoever is telling you that is getting paid not just by you, but a lot by you. <laughs> I, I, I am the opposite of, of what one would expect when drunk because I drive slower. I'm not saying I drive I'm not saying that. I've never you done that. You usually say but, you drive better is what I've heard you say. Well, that's also true, but I yeah. drive slower too because I drive like a nut when I'm sober. Um, and that argument does not work when you're pulled over, by the way. I'm like, look, buddy, let me just tell you something. I know this. I know what this looks like. I just, <laughs> but listen to videos same, on YouTube. Check them out. <laughs> and again, I'm not saying I've ever done that. I definitely yeah. have not done that this week. Um, but um, and I'm also nicer when I'm drunk. Yeah, most. Yeah. You both have some interesting ideas know. about your drunkenness. I don't what? know. One hand, I mean, I'm nicer. I've been with you in some moments. Oh, but if you, piss like me, if you piss you me back it, from situations, that's usually yeah, but that's usually drunk. sober. That's usually sober. I, that's the problem. I mean, yeah, I suppose when he's yeah. when he's raging again. It, I know it's usually... a hard thing to differentiate. Sometimes. <laughs> no, because you I mean, don't always it, show it. No, it's, it's not always it's, obvious. It, it's also one ten, and I'm drinking a very stiff drink, mm. having just had a few with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you're letting your you're letting your daughter drink. Uh, well, she had no, no she duels, didn't drink. is what you're saying. She, yeah, she's I did him. send a, I did send her drink back because it wasn't fizzy enough. <laughs> yeah. Her sprite wasn't fizzy. I was like, "What is this fucking bullshit?" Yeah, <laughs> send this back. Don't be. Come on. Did you wait? On, did you geez. throw it in the person's face? Just, no, as, I slapped. I slapped the waitress <laughs> yes. and then threw it in my daughter's face for some unexplained reason. Well, I mean, that but, could uh, just be a kindness. It yeah, just be <laughs> say, "Hey." But but by the way, I think I know why we don't do that to our our friends who have been led astray by bad politics. Yes, is because we are people that live in a world and have grown up in a world in which everyone disagrees with us. Sure. I'm from Massachusetts. Yeah. You know, um, you're black. 
<laughs> sort of. Ish. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but even that is a Often problematic. confused for a black, yeah, black person. Yeah, which yeah, is, awesome. you know, yes. yeah. Weirdly, I'm never confused for a black person. But anyway, um, <laughs> funny how that works. Even audio only? Yeah. So well, surprising. sometimes, yeah. yeah when yeah. I call and need Wait someone to come fix my cable. <laughs> yeah. And meet you in person. It's like, are you? Yeah, that wasn't that cable. Kidding? No. That's racist. And they're like, I'm, we're on our way over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all people all the time. Like, I'm, I'm Scots Jamaican, like heavy emphasis on the Scots. Like, it's true. Yeah. You know? Wow. Like, Jamaican they don't must always be believe. Yeah, it must be pretty bad when you want to side with the Scots. <laughs> <laughs> like literally both your parents are Jamaican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's no, right. No, There's like a great s- grandpa. There's Scottish yeah, a far slave away. master in there somewhere. <laughs> no, Alonzo was not a slave what? master. You he, was, he, Al- he migrated with his brothers. By the way, there's literally no Scottish person named Alonzo. Alonzo <laughs> Philip Tulla. He's a, he's a dude. That's yeah. yes, the guy. That's- yeah, it's a Jamaican person with his with his brothers. It's not his yeah, several it's like, several brothers named Tulla. I can't he's believe it. He's downtown thing. in fucking Glasgow in fucking Alonzo. Like, what's that? He's a fucking mad. I don't know. That's amazing. Yeah, Alonzo. <laughs> um, so yeah, good. we do know Chicago is kind of having a situation. Um, yeah, I suppose there are other things going what on. What else is well. happening? I was just listening to some audio of um from the the Trump the to Trump. From the Fox's Dominion um, lawsuit. Oh yes. Uh, oh, I didn't hear that. Was any any good? Um, it's it's interesting. I mean, Alex, uh, what's her name? Alex Wagner from uh, MSNBC. Uh-huh. Yes, is playing my friend's ex girlfriend. on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's wild because part of it is Giuliani talking to um, I think it's uh, Judge uh, per- Judge uh, Janine. Um, yes. over yeah. at Fox, two and, of the most sane people in America. <laughs> well, this is this is and the thing sober. about this sane is the thing about the call, sober. which I believe took place in December. This is you know they kind of go off the record and are sidebarring, and I don't know how the audio came to be or whatever, but apparently Fox hadn't given the audio over, and then it was discovered that this audio existed, and the judge was kind of sanctioning them for this. Um, and a lot of it is likely to come into the record, but in this one call. Um, the judge is asking him, or at least set, suggesting to him, please give us whatever evidence you can to support these allegations that are being made. He's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll lay that out for you. And then they proceed to have a conversation about like, specific claims, like that Nancy Pelosi has some sort of interest in Dominion. And Oh, did, was um, that actually broadcast do, on Fox? No, no, this wasn't broadcast on Fox. Like, they're having a oh, phone really? call. This is a private oh, phone call that's uh, been recorded. Uh, uh, uh. And Giuliani goes on to say, um, yeah, I've read that, but I don't know anything about it. And Judge Janine says in response, um, well, we we definitely don't want to say things that aren't true, which, you know, it cuts back. <laughs> Judge Janine Alex, says this. But there's another moment in there where he says, you know, I don't have any evidence to support that. And there's another thing where he says, I'm not sure about this. You know, there appear to be some districts, but we don't know if this is happening all over the state. This is Giuliani, Right. And it's one of those situations where when it cuts back to Alex, she's like, did you hear him? He just admitted that like nothing happened. He doesn't have any evidence to support it. And I was like, eh, kind of said that. But actually what's happening is they seem to be suggesting that they believe something went down. They want to know what the evidence is. And they're asking him to present the evidence. And they don't want to overstate things. Now, granted, what they've proceeded to do in the months following this, because this is December. This is, it's a, very, this is a very big granted, things. by the way. <laughs> say that Venezuela invented things. Dominion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, consistently overstating. But, they, but they said, at least they said this over and over again. Yeah, that Venezuela but there's was there's invented about the, the Dominion voting system. That's like, at least in my hearing, like 
almost a little exculpatory in that they at least seem to genuinely believe that something might have been going on and that, that they one, needed that one time in that to one posit phone call. evidence to support this. That um, one time in that so, one phone call. I yeah. mean, no, no, there's, nice. there's a couple nice of phone them, calls. But- there's a couple of phone calls and it's, it, it's all kind of the same sort of theme. Like, what are the, what are the details? What do we actually know? What can we ins- insist is true? And then they would play like a clip from Trump at a, at an event the same day. It's like positing things that they know to not be true. But that also just seemed to be the case throughout much of the Trump administration, that Trump would repeatedly yes, say things that weren't true. Like all but it's not time. just Trump. I mean, the reason why this whole thing is existing is that Lou Dobbs said this over oh, yes. and over again. Yeah. And Marie Bartiromo, to a lesser extent, but to a definite extent, said these crazy things as yeah, if they were the facts mm-hmm. over and over again. And that's like when you have an internal apparatus and you have a brain room and you have mm-hmm. producers and stuff who keeps saying, that's not true what you're saying um or who are your producers and they inquire to the rest of the news organization and the rest of the news organization comes back and says that's not true um that's where the problem arises i still don't know if it's gonna be enough well i think the biggest probably probably not yeah the biggest change in in media and in politics i would say probably equally in both is that when you have a president who is so disdainful of things that are true and doesn't really care and just makes it up as you go along it allowed everybody in the media to do one remarkable thing, was to say that they were performing a public service of something they've always wanted to do, which is to just interject when people they disagree with are talking and tell the viewers, listeners, readers, what is true, right? And that's, you just could never do that in journalism because there's, you know, not to sound postmodern or anything, but you know, what is the truth in these situations? Trump allowed people to create this entirely new edifice in journalism that is now accepted by everybody, young people, um, everywhere. I mean, this is the people that I've worked with. It's absolutely insane, which is the idea that when people are lying, you must consistently, you know, because democracy dies in darkness and, you know, there is disinformation, misinformation. We have to be the backstop against this stuff, which if there is some moments when that's necessary, right? Somebody, you know, the president comes and says something that's completely, just obviously, transparent, transparently, demonstrably false – which, you know, you can expect that listeners will, or, or readers or people following politics will understand, or will read an editorial about or see a debate about it and say, well, yeah, well, I knew that that wasn't true. But allowing for that, those occasional things that happen, you come in, but then it becomes less and less occasional. And everything is like, well, let's, we need to fact check this. We need to be the people that, fa- you used to be a journalist, and now you're a partisan. No, 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 no. I'm not a partisan. I'm a fact checker. I'm someone that's combating misinformation. I'm almost a public servant, if anything else, right? And that thing is like the real, I don't think without, Don, without Donald Trump, I don't think this would have happened. I think Because it really wasn't happening before. And I've tried a, to find examples of it. There's an inverse that's going along or a corollary that happens at the same time, which is that uh, the other side, having seen that and witnessed that sure. and chafed at it, um, gets this notion that if they're saying it, it must not be true. Yes. And that's when you start believing the craziest possible shit. Um, and that is the dynamic that I think the, that is played out in this. And then you develop an audience and this is the Fox conundrum. Um, you, you develop an audience, but also the audience develops you and you become kind of captive to it. And you're really worried. Oh my God, if I say this thing that I suspect is true, it's going to alienate and insult 
this audience that has grown up by believing that the other side is lying all the time mm-hmm. to them. Um, so we can't say these things. And that's just you've gotten yourself into a pretzel of your own making. Yeah, I, I don't have any sympathy for it. Because the, the, this kind of sense that the paranoia and the psychosis of politics is new is obviously wrong. Um, what is new is that it travels a lot faster. It can infect people at a much quicker rate. Uh, because in the past couple of days, um, it was yesterday. I didn't know this existed. Yesterday, I was on Instagram, and I saw a post uh, by my friend John Ronson, who I've now done two, two, I think two, uh, one-on-ones with, um, because he interviewed me a long time for his uh, ago for his book, So You've Been Public Ashamed. We became friends after that. I think John is one of the most brilliant, interesting people's uh, people in journalism. <laughs> And uh, you say peoples when you've been drinking at one o'clock in the afternoon, but, um, <laughs> just for the record, in case everyone was wondering where that came from, that's who's yes. talking. Yes. But John has a new podcast that just came out uh, called The Debutante. And it's funny, I sent him a message and I was like, okay, I'm going to download this now. And he's like, no, 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 don't. I'll send you the files. He sends me the files. And I notice, because I don't even know what it's about. It's like The Debutante. It could be about anything. It is actually about something that was a conspiracy theory back in the Clinton days. And it was um, uh, Ambrose Evans Pritchard, if anyone remembers the Clinton days, this was the Daily Telegraph's DC correspondent. He was like, I mean, all conspiracy theories ran through Ambrose Evans Pritchard. And he ended up writing a book called The uh, like the Secret Life of Bill Clinton, The Unreported Stories. One of the chapters, the longest chapter, is a 100-page chapter on the Oklahoma City bombing. And that the, there was a John Doe number two. You remember this? Yep. And this was a, considered a conspiracy theory at the time. There was a neo-Nazi compound in Oklahoma, et cetera. John, who has written about conspiracy theories and you know makes fun of these people all the time, says, wait a second, there might be something to this, and goes searching for this one woman who was a debutante turned neo-Nazi turned government informant. And this is the stretch of this podcast. So I start listening to it, and it's very good. And um, Tuesday, uh, we're gonna, John and I will be sitting down here talking uh, for a couple hours uh, before the fire gala. And um, it, we're doing Megan Kelly, so don't make it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's at three <laughs> o'clock. So uh, after Megan Kelly, I'll be um, sitting with John and talking to him. But the reason I bring this up is just to remember like how fetid those fever swamps were mm. in the 1990s and how wild and crazy. And I ended up watching on C SPAN a, a, <laughs> a presentation about the murder of Vince Foster. And what was the guy, Philip Weiss, who was at New York Magazine? Yeah, that's wrote right. Wrote a piece about these, it called the Clinton, Clinton Crazies. You can look this up. It was in the New York Times Magazine. And ended up kind of being on their side about Vince mm-hmm. Foster. And he's at this conference and like, man, this could not knock around the way it did on the internet. Imagine Vince Foster today. Imagine that with TikTok, with Instagram, with Twitter. Mm-hmm. We would be mm-hmm. in such a, and every, every night. be free of hope And I'm at the end of my rope It's so tough just to be alive When I feel like the living dead I'm giving it up so plain I'm living my life in vain And where am I going to? 
upward down And there ain't any love left around Everybody wearing a frown Waiting for Santa to come to town